0: stories of entrepreneurs and how they overcame the struggles and challenges to get where they are today. This is Believe in the Entrepreneur with Joel Sandoval, CPA.
1: What's going on? Welcome to another episode of Believe in the Entrepreneur. And I'm super excited because I have my brother from another mother, actually from my hometown of Watsonville, California, Cesar DeGaldio, who is the co-founder of Real Solar with more than 400 sales reps nationwide. So, Cesar, thanks for being on the show.
0: Appreciate it, man. Good to be here. It's been a while.
1: Yeah, yeah, man, for sure. So, uh, you know, Cesar actually, I mean, he's, he's um, you know, partnered up with, with Bradley and, you um, just before the show, we were talking about kind of how, you know, your success, but, you know, crazy enough, we come from the same, you know, small little town and, you know, Watsonville, who would have known that, you know, we'd connect again in the, in, you know, now the present. So, but, you know, for those that don't really know you, Caesar, why don't we take it back to, you know, what made you even want to be an entrepreneur and what kind of got you started on this journey?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, actually what got me to Watsonville first was uh, my godfather was a farmer, in Salinas. Okay. And so we lived in a little town or right outside of Castorville and Prundale area. Yeah. Right. And so I would ride around in his truck and see samples of success the way he did it. Right. Because everybody else in our family was broke. Mm. Right? So he was the only sample I had. And I tell people all the time, like all you need is a small sample. Mm-hmm. Don't give me an excuse that your parents didn't have more money, have the experience, have the knowledge to give you. And that's why you're where you're at. Mm hmm find those small samples and that was what my godfather was to me that small sample of success like Mm. he had those big cell phones back in the day oh nice (laughs) i'm talking like 94 95 back the last time the 49ers won a super bowl yeah I (laughs) I, i remember watching that super bowl from that house in the farm yeah and so uh yeah he had new trucks every year lifted freaking ford trucks you know those nice ones from back in the in the the four by fours yeah. back in the 94, 95 era. Yeah. And all his brothers, all his brothers worked for him and they're all in riding around in brand new trucks. Mm-hmm. And so I was the the boss's godson. Mm. Right. So I kind of like, that's, you know, I was like nine, 10 years old, but mm-hmm. that was like, dude, that's what I want to do. Mm-hmm. I want to be a fucking boss. Yeah. You know? and, and so and then I also learned to appreciate the people that made him who he was mm-hmm. and how humble he was and how he took care of his people that, took care of him, Mm. and so I remember he would ride down to Mexico, all the way from Freak Salinas, he'll drive all the way down to the Mexican border, Mm -hmm. just to have a party for all of them, and they were all riding like in the back of the truck, dude, it was was sick, like it was like uh, Pablo Escobar with all his gunmen and shit, it was was cool to see it, so I grew up around that, and uh, unfortunately, uh, he passed away, Mm. and when he passed away, he lived in Watsonville, and that's what got us to Watsonville, because uh, when he passed away, they had a big ass house, and it was just him my aunt and, and their little newborn. Mm. So my aunt was like, dude, you know, move into our house. And that's how I got to Watsonville. Actually, mm. uh, we went w- because of tragedy or else right. if he wouldn't have passed away. There's a good chance. We never moved to Watsonville. Mm. So once we moved there, you know, and uh, lived there for a few years, went to middle school, high school. And that's what we met. We got to play uh, freshman ball together. Yeah. Football. And so still got some good friends from uh, out there that, you know, live in San Jose or whatnot. And so, out of the blue, my dad decided you know, to start a business in Arizona, and we just moved like that from one day to the next. It was mm-hmm. like I, I thought it was like, okay, we're gonna end up coming back you know, in a few months, maybe a year, whatever after my dad gets over it. but mm-hmm. he ended up doing pretty good for himself. so again, That was my godfather was the first sample. Mm -hmm. And then I start start seeing my dad. because my dad worked really hard for other people his whole life. Mm -hmm. But then when he put that energy into starting his own business as well, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, that kind of changed everything for me. I knew I wanted to get into business. I just didn't know what. Mm. Right. And so fast forward to, you know, after high school and all that. Um, I, I started by around the age of 15. I was helping my dad get mm-hmm. into different stores. He had a distribution business. Okay. So that was really my sales experience mm-hmm. because I was just translating for him. Mm. So my dad speaks English, but when it comes to negotiation, mm-hmm. he'd rather have me talk to them. Mm-hmm. Right. So when I would talk to like management and different stores and things of that nature mm-hmm. to get better positioning for our products and things like that. So he would tell me the idea that he had in his head, but then it was up to me to sell the idea to the management. Mm. And so, but there was no pressure on me because I was just his son. I was just translating. Mm -hmm. Right. But at the end of the day, I was communicating and selling. Right. right? Even though I didn't consider it sales at the time, I Mm -hmm. just considered it a distribution job. Mm -hmm. And so once I was of age to kind of make my own decisions, turning 18, 19 years old, i got into the insurance business but back then now like i look at all these insurance companies all these youngsters hispanic people mm-hmm. and it's like badass to be a young hispanic in the insurance business well a few years back you know over a decade ago that wasn't necessarily the thing right like, there it was more like 45 and up you know and not brown people <laughs> not right. enough you know there was some but they're typically older i was just pre- a little premature for that environment mm-hmm. and i think i got a little i got taken advantage of a little bit from mm-hmm. like the leadership that i was working with and you know they they squeezed out and extracted my warm market and by the time i was getting ready to like okay i'm starting to get the hang of this well all my warm markets already they all have life insurance already they all have <laughs> because i gave it to my upline at the time right right and so then i kind of transitioned into from from that company into and it was like a network marketing style insurance mm-hmm. company and I transitioned to uh, legal services because you didn't need to be licensed. And it was a lot easier, you know, uh, prepaid legal at the time. Mm-hmm. And so that's what got me into presenting, uh, speaking on stage, because I hated it at first. Mm-hmm. I didn't want to speak. I love talking to people, but just not on stage. Right. right. And so I remember telling my mentor at the time, his name is James Williams, a really good friend of mine to this day. And I told him, you know, I'll be part of your team, your company, just don't ever get me in front of People, I I don't want to speak in front of nobody, bro. I'll just I'll keep bringing people. Mm-hmm. You guys do your thing. I'll sit back and I don't need to be in the front. I'm mm-hmm. good. Well, the very first day, like the very first event, he's like, "Yeah, Caesar, come on up here." I'm like, <laughs> "God damn," <laughs> you know. And so there I go, nervous as hell. I don't want to be up there. You know, he's I don't even remember what he said. And then you know, I just had to tell him who I was, how old I was, and it was like I'm up there sweating and all this shit. Right? I don't mm-hmm. ever want to do it again. So then I go sit back down and I even feel awkward in my seat. Like, oh, these people probably think, you know, I suck. Like, because it wasn't good, dude. I was just mm-hmm. stumbling all over. I, I remember, I, I didn't even say my name right, I don't think. Like, I had to repeat <laughs> it two or three times. It was bad, right? Yeah. And so then at the end of it, he's like, how'd you like going up there, dude? I'm like, dude, I hated it. Mm-hmm. He's like, but was it that bad? Like, if if you know that you can become a millionaire by doing that, would you do it again? Mm-hmm. And I was just like, well, I guess if you put it that way. Yeah. So then he's the first one that really started pushing me to, you know, get outside of my comfort zone. Yeah. And then he's just great at edifying to this day, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. That he was just like, dude, you're, you're a natural, get, get, even if it sucked. Mm. And then a few months later, I'm running the whole damn meeting. A few mm. months later, you can't get me off the stage, right? I, I want to coordinate everything. And every single week I was doing presentations, English, Spanish, at churches, at whatever. Mm-hmm. So that was really what launched me into saying like you know what believing in myself because and and it's it's funny because I, if i have to go back and think like who was a person that really believed in you mm-hmm. well he he probably believed in me before i believed in myself i was 19 mm. he just kept edifying and edifying i didn't even know why i'm just like why Does this guy think I'm that good, man? I'm, I'm really not right. <laughs> but before you knew it, you know, I was one of the youngest executives at the company. Before you knew it, I was winning trips for the company, going mm. to meet the CEO in their corporate office and things of that nature. So I really gained a lot of confidence with that experience, right? right? But fast forward, how I got into solar once it was good money for a single 19 20 year old guy, mm-hmm. somebody that wants to. Actually, get married and raise a family. That income was was not building big enough for me because mm. it was like the team would build, it'd fall. Mm. And, team, and, and for anybody involved in those types of businesses, network marketing before, know exactly what I'm talking about. Right? Uh, you think you got momentum going and things are going, and then one leader goes, and a few people follow, and then it falls apart. Mm. Right? So I kind of just going through that stuff for like two or three years, going through that cycle, mm-hmm. and you know had already met my wife. And if anybody is familiar with Hispanic. Women that are serious about a relationship, after a couple of years, it's like, dude, what's going on, dude? Where's where's the, where's the ring? <laughs> and I I just didn't. It's not that I didn't want to. I, I wanted to provide. In my head, I needed to provide. You know the the picket fence, the the green lawn, mm-hmm. the dog, the gr- you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. I, I I wanted to have all that ready before. Mm. And so it was kind of one of those things where she's like you. Look, we can go out and get those things later. We can go get those things together. Mm. But if we're going to make it happen, let's make it happen. And now it's like, okay, let's get married. But Mm -hmm. I didn't have the money to get married. Mm. And then she's like, well, here's a job application. It was to go work at a solar farm. Mm. So that was my first introduction into solar, actually working as a solar installer. Okay. An industrial farm out in the middle of nowhere in Arizona. It was like an hour and 45 minutes away from the house. And I would have to, you know, head out early come back late and it was it was an okay job meaning mm-hmm. like I, I enjoyed it while I was there it was just a commute that that got old quick mm. and in one of those drives back home I seen a, a sign that said residential solar mm-hmm. and so I'm like damn and the, you know I still have the entrepreneur spirit I still have the sales experience so I'm like I much rather be selling solar than having to install this in the middle of the desert right
2: mm-hmm.
0: called them up I said hey man I, I want to speak with your sales manager I want a sales job. Mm-hmm. He's like oh, we don't, we don't have one. Mm. I'm like, do you want one? <laughs> and literally, that was my first solar job. Wow! And there was no financing. You know, it was really tough to sell it because it's like I needed to get it cash or make them go to the bank and get a loan to buy mm. the solar. So it's not like it. It, it wasn't like what it is now. Right. right. You can on my phone right there. I can get people pre-approved and get their deal going with no money down, and mm. they start saving money from month number one. Right. right? And so, yeah, I mean, that was about ten years ago when that took place. And fast forward to now, you know, it's we're just in a whole different category. Yeah, you know, I can I can say that within our company and the ownership involved, Legacy Patino, Brad Lee, collectively, we have some of the biggest influence uh, within the solar game right now. That's you know, awesome. So we've we've come a long way from you know where we started to where we're at now.
1: Yeah, man. I love your your mindset because even like in your sales position, or before you had your sales position, you were an installer, but you created a job for yourself. You created a, an opportunity for yourself because there was, like you said, there was no sales manager. There was no, and you're like, there wasn't yeah. a position. And,
0: and so you made that happen. Well, that's the great thing about sales. If you're good at sales, a company will invent a position for you. Right. They'll come, when, when you are that valuable, they will create a new position for you even if they're not hiring for it right and people are waiting to see what positions are out there like well, are they hiring here are they hiring dude go into any company they if they see value in you they'll mm-hmm. create a new damn position
1: 100 so, percent. yeah yeah that's awesome man so <clears throat> i mean obviously you know you kind of had influence from you know you, you said your 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 um not your stepdad but your godfather godfather and then your dad actually had success too. So you kind of already had a little bit of influence as a, you know, young kid. But even then it's like, you know, you, all it is at the time is just kind of like maybe motivation, right? But to get you to where you are now, you know, with 400 sales reps, I mean, that's a whole different, like you said, a whole different level. Yeah. So how, how did you transition from just, you know, being motivated to now actually running
0: a, you know, pretty big, large company? Well, I work very well under like, Pressure in a sense of when when people are doubting, mm-hmm. when people want you to fail, mm-hmm. you know that's that. I love that, like mm. Jordan playing in the garden. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah, like playing away. I, I like playing away more than I like playing at home. Mm-hmm. I like hearing the booze. I like hearing you know mm. people the naysayers, and so it really built like a big chip on my shoulder. Because mm. when I was comfortable, everybody was cheering. Right, when we were back home you know, running the number one sales organization locally, mm-hmm. everybody's like, oh, yeah, you guys got it going on, everybody. So there was no, like, reason to go further. Mm. But then when certain things shifted mm. and the conversation of Brad becoming a business partner mm-hmm. and understanding that we can't just be an organization from Little Yuma, Arizona, we're, mm-hmm. we're going nationwide with it. Mm-hmm. And we thought everybody was going to be on board with that concept. Mm. And let's just say the people that were around then we're not necessarily on board they it was kind of like it's good here why are we gonna try to go there and and overdo it like sometimes when you overdo it you you end up losing everything like mm. when you grow too quick whatever and that was that whole concept and it was just like no, oh man me and legacy we're like we know where we're going mm-hmm. if if somebody wants to come with us great if nobody wants to come with us it doesn't matter because mm-hmm. we we already know like 400 like right now that's not impressive to us cuz I'm already thinking 10,000, mm. right? So for me right now we're 9,600 behind of where we need to be. Wow. Right? So for the people that were like you know people will hear me say that and they're probably right now they're like, "Ah, oh, here we go again. Like this guy thinks he's going to get 10,000." Well, when we were at 40 when and now what, year and a half later we're at 400, it's like we know where we're going again. So it's same thing for those that think like this is as good as it's going to get. Mm-hmm. And they want to jump off the bus. See, I'm not afraid of who's going to jump off or who's going to jump in. Cause at the end of the day, we know where we're going. Mm-hmm. And so during that time when we're in that transition, when we're thinking nationwide, the people back home, we didn't really feel the support. The mm-hmm. people that we were trying to build it with at the beginning, were not really believers. You can just tell. When right. People are just like, yeah, 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 let's do it right and and, but they're not bringing the heat they're Mm. not bringing what we need out of them to really make sure that this is we're going to make a run for it a serious run for it Mm -hmm. and so some people fell off the bus Mm. and we had to switch directions Uh, we left a company where you know i was a sales manager for over five years Mm -hmm. Uh, basically build it from from zero Mm -hmm. right and we had something pretty good going on locally and when we decided to partner up and split way and, you know, just go away from that company that we were currently at, uh, a lot of people came and a lot of people didn't. Mm-hmm. And slowly, a few more trickled in. And that was the foundation of launching our new, our new company. Mm-hmm. But then once I moved to Las Vegas, that's really where things started picking up mm-hmm. and being around people like Brad. Like the expectations are just different. Right. Right. It's like being around a professional athlete. Right. And being around a Sunday league. Right. You know, it's like Sunday leagues get cool. Yeah. Right? But what do they do the rest of the week to prepare for that? Nothing. It's just you show up for Sunday league. That's it. Right. Well, it's the difference from people that are like the A-list entrepreneurs. Right. Versus people that are in business. Right. right? Not every entrepreneur is rich. Not every entrepreneur is successful. Right. But you come around the successful ones; they they act different, they speak different, their confidence, their posture, right? You know, their their contacts, their ideas. So, you come around somebody like Brad, and you're just like, dude, whatever I thought it was was success, or whatever I felt like was you know, high level. Mm-hmm. Now I feel like, dude, what the hell? I've been wasting my time the last five years, right? Working for for what I thought was a high level result, right? But it's it's it was like comparing. Again, like Sunday ball versus Major League Baseball. <laughs> like, yeah. It's a whole nother ball game. Yeah. And so then you can't never go back. Mm. You know, you can't go back. Once you experience that, it's like, okay, now this is the expectation. Right. Yeah. And so, I mean, I think we're, I like where we're at, but we're, there's definitely a lot of work to do.
1: That's awesome, man. I love that mindset of like, you know, kind of like you're, you're back against the wall because every time where I felt like feel comfortable, that's when I should be feeling uncomfortable because, you know, once you, you once you get comfortable, you know, you're not pushing towards that next goal. And there's always that competitor that wants to be where you're at and ends up passing you because you kind of got just, you know, complacent. complacent and, it's, and it's like, dude, you should you got to keep striving, man. If you're not growing, you're dying, I always say. Yep. And you, so you got to push to that next level and you got to surround yourself with people that are going to, like you said, push you because there's going to be people that, like you said, doubt you. And, and then like, nah, like, what are you doing? You're, you're going to end up losing everything that, you, that you've worked so hard for. And it's like, well, I got a bigger dream. You know, I got a bigger vision.
0: And, and you got to get comfortable being uncomfortable. Right. That's the thing. Right. It's like, don't get comfortable, get comfortable being uncomfortable. It's right. Just, it's just like, uh, you know, some of the bodybuilders on our team that that I have conversations with like Joe, Ramon, these guys, they're comfortable being uncomfortable. Right. That's the only way they keep growing. That's the way they have the results they have. Because, you know, it's if it was easy, everybody would be walking around fucking chiseled. Right. right. But these guys get uncomfortable, and that's just the lifestyle. Same thing as an entrepreneur; mm-hmm. you, you got to be on, You just know it's uncomfortable. Don't expect the easy day. Right. It's like you know, in baseball. You can't just expect you know the that they're just gonna serve it up. Right. You you, you got to be ready for the toughest pitch, and then right. adjust to anything else. Right. Same thing. It's like whatever's coming my way, we're gonna overcome it, no matter how tough it is, right. because we have enough people around enough uh, knowledge and experience that we can overcome anything it doesn't matter right right and but if you go about your day hoping that everything's perfect and nothing goes wrong then that, that's where stress kicks in and that's when it kicks your ass because you're hoping that nothing bad how you're just you know hoping for the best right and right. it's like you, you just got to enjoy the good the bad and the ugly for you know? sure and and actually when when i i it's funny, Legacy Night when when shit hits the fan, sort of speak, right? And, and those situations happen, mm-hmm. we we both like start laughing. Like I don't know if it's a nervous laugh or what it is, but mm-hmm. it's almost like okay, cool. Here's where entrepreneurs are really, this is where they show up. Right. While everybody else doesn't want to make the call, where mm-hmm. everybody else just wants to ignore the problem. Right. We face it right away, and it's like what What is it? Let's take care of it. Right. Is, is there an issue with the client is there an issue with the rep is there an issue between reps is, is there an issue between rep and client right is there an issue with our install partner whatever it is we got to figure it out you know and so you, you it just you got to fun you got to have fun with it like, right you know and, and 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 accept the challenges and then when you solve those things it's like that's why we're where we're at yep. because we handle shit like this yeah you know it makes you mean? stronger
1: and i think one of my mentors actually said you know he's like because i always saw him like um you know they 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 kind of look bulletproof, right? Because they have this confidence. You have they have this like, are, you know, they're just dressed a certain way. And uh, one of the things he told me, he's like, you know, you think that just because I'm in this position, like, that I don't get nervous, that you know, I don't get scared. That I, don't, I mean, I, I get scared,
0: I get nervous, but I do it anyway because I know what I'm going after. Now, all the emotions that anybody else gets, every everybody gets the same emotions. Is what right. you do with it, right? right. So. For example, if you're nervous and you get that butterfly feeling, mm-hmm. well, I tricked my mind to tell myself that this is excitement. Like mm. I start telling myself, like, oh, damn, I'm excited. I'm, <laughs> I'm excited. I'm fired up. I'm, you know. Yeah. I used to tell myself, like, oh, shit, I got butterflies. And then your stomach starts hurting. And I'm like, oh, "I'm nervous. Yeah. Right. And then it really gets to you. Right. But the same feeling, someone else can use it as fuel. Right. Right. And so it's all just perspective for right? sure. Life happens to everybody. How do you react to It's really what matters. You know, yeah.
1: hundred so. percent. Now we talked about this a little bit before the show, but I mean, you know, Bradley obviously has a huge influence and I could just imagine, you know, a lot of people probably dream of having the opportunity to partner up with them and never just, you know, they just, it's all it is, is just a dream. So you made it happen. So talk us about that story. How'd you make that happen?
0: Yeah. Well uh, you know, when legacy And I started doing business together. We met through an entrepreneur uh, organization down in our hometown. Mm -hmm. And so as soon as we started talking and kind of sizing each other up, everybody that was part of the group, I made the strongest connection with him right away Mm -hmm. just because we were more alike Mm -hmm. and we were more like, dude, I want to win. Like I don't, I don't give a shit about anything else. I just want to win. I don't want to look cool doing it. I don't want to fucking do it for anybody else. I just want to win period. Mm -hmm. Right. And so, We, we just, even though he had his own business and I was already in the solar business, uh, separately, uh, we just kept, it just seemed like a natural fit. Like we just kept up with each other during that time. Mm -hmm. And then eventually we figured a play where his business, which was a delivery service, my business, which was the solar industry, there could be some sort of collaboration there. Mm. So it started out with a small collaboration. And then from there, it just, became more and more intense as far as like okay now it's not just a collaboration now you're an actual representative with the company that i was at the time mm. right and then we ended up going to a 10x event together mm-hmm. and that's really we went to miami for about 17 days wow and my brother uh, my brother he's a videographer and he's the one that actually kind of talked he talked to him about me and and he, he talked to me about him prior to us even meeting. It's just it took a little bit of, you know, a couple months later before we actually met. Mm-hmm. But my brother was already like, hey, you got to get with this dude and, you know, back and forth. Because in our hometown, you know, there, there's a lot of good entrepreneurs and successful people as well. But it's it's limited. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not like everybody and it's not like there's Ferraris and Lambos riding right up and down the streets of Yuma, right? So to really have people with that mentality uh it's it's not that that uh now you see it a lot more because now with the social media and everything the Gary V's the Grant Cardone's, you know everybody wants to be an entrepreneur right which is which is cool i li- i like the fact that that's taking place but you know just a few years back you start like a show like this entrepreneurs like nobody like who-, who wants to tune into that they want to see other stuff they want to see entertainment singing dancing all that other stuff right right and so it was it was kind of a a good relationship because you know we felt like Dude, there's not too many people in this town that think like this, right? Right. So when we're out there in Miami, that just, every day, just masterminding. We did a mixer at this bar after 10X in a place that we've never been before mm. with people we didn't know. And we're just making shit happen. You know what I mean? Yeah. We're just making things happen. And we're like, dude, we're pretty dynamic. When we mm. when we put our heads together, we're pretty dynamic. And that that's what I think even though we didn't say it officially at the time, like saying, Hey, we're going to be business partners for Mm -hmm. a long time. It just kind of organically happened. Right. Mm -hmm. It's just like, I, I know that if, if I miss something, he catches it. Mm -hmm. If, if he misses something, I catch it. And we're just like constantly like, you know, watching each other's backs. Right. And so I think that really solidified a partnership. Mm -hmm. Then he, after that event, he ended up coming like full on board into the solar uh, business he reached out to Brad so Legacy reached out to Brad while we were in Miami mm. uh, after him and my brother made a music video which is a uh, 10x anthem that mm. you can find on you know YouTube now uh, Legacy 10x anthem mm. and uh, it was really good it's a really really good video like it still fires me up if I look at it now right mm-hmm. and so uh, he sent that to Brad and hopes of there might be a connection with Grant Cardone or whatever, but that actually sparked up the relationship and communication between Legacy and Brad. Mm. So then, when we came back home, uh, Legacy ended up going to Lightspeed and working for Brad for for a couple of years, just killing it the sales and ended up being his uh, operations manager and. You know like i tell people you got to trust your operations manager more than you trust your wife right <laughs> you know what i mean and so once that relationship was established and legacy saw you know the big opportunity that we have in the solar industry at the end of the day it was like hey brad it's nice working with you but there's just so much opportunity over here in the solar side and brad didn't want to be left behind right mm. so there was a conversation probably leading now to close to two years ago when we first started talking about that potential collaboration. And so finally we made it official, you know, over a year after the initial conversation. And it's been about five months since we rebranded to to real solar. And so this year is really when the launch began. Yeah. Right. When we felt like we were ready to bring big old BL into the picture because you can't just bring, brad lead to a normal opportunity right you know there has to be a seven figure opportunity and above for for him to even be excited about it right so that's that's really how how it took place you know and it was just uh it was nice to see the whole thing i just witnessed the whole thing from from what happened in miami to creating the video to com- starting the c- conversation with brad to going to go work with him and uh yeah it was it was just like thinking back how it seems like it's been a long, long time, like ten years ago, right? Everything we've done in that short time period, but it really hasn't been that long for for you know where especially you know from the relaunch and the rebranding of Real Solar versus the the company we had originally, right? We went from like thirty to forty guys to four hundred, so we ten x <sighs> in five months. Yeah, yeah, and that's, we plan and we plan to ten x in the next five months. So
1: nice. That's that's where we're at. That's awesome, man. I think there's really, like, two lessons, right? Um, You know, first of all, you know, legacy, obviously, just creating, again, creating opportunities that weren't, you know, that people don't see, right? It's like, let me send this, you know, this music video, and then hope with a response, right? People are probably like, I'm not going to send that. How many
0: people we're in similar situations that just never send it. Right. You know what I mean? And Probably the just, majority. Uh, he's not going to care. He, well, you know, he's not going to have time. Mm-hmm. They, they're not looking to hire anybody. Let me go see if they're hiring. Oh, they're not hiring. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You create your own path, your own position. That's in anything, not just in opportunities in business. It's anything really. You can manifest whatever you want. If you're obsessed about it enough, right? right. Whatever you obsess about is what you manifest. hundred you know? percent. Yep.
1: And then at, once you created that opportunity, obviously the relationship that, you know, that was established with Bradley, obviously relationships is also important because that created the opportunity for the collaboration and the partnership. And I mean, you guys are blowing up now. I mean, obviously, you know, you guys overall social media and stuff, you guys like get, you know, one are going to be, like you said, you know where you're going. I can see this being like the number one solar company nationwide, man. That's exciting.
0: Absolutely. That's exactly what we're focused on. There's nothing else. You know, we're, we're in New York now. We opened up New York. Uh, we're in New Jersey, Florida, Texas, New Mexico, Arizona, Nevada, California, Colorado, you know, and a few other states. And I'm sure, you know, they're not maybe our, our top states, but there's more states out there. And we basically have a network all over the country now. So no matter where people are at, it can be in Maine. If somebody's in Maine and wants to get involved in the solar industry, we have an opportunity for you. Nice. So it's, it's exciting, uh, especially because we came from the, the very little tiny uh, southwest area, with, which is Yuma, Arizona, to now be like, dude, I, I'm looking at the whole country and it doesn't seem that big anymore. Right? Mm. It, it used to seem huge or out of reach. Right. Now it's like, that's it. There's, well, <laughs> We can't go and put solar in the Atlantic or in the Pacific. You know, right. but, hey, let's go to Hawaii. Why not? And we're actually going to be uh, doing a big blitz in Hawaii next year. Uh, we're going to make it like an award uh, concept. Right. Like you got to earn it. Mm-hmm. it's a workation and, and it's going to be exciting to see i mean the media behind that is going to be dope to see everybody out there in the island and, and doing our thing like you know yeah man anyway that's what we, we just want to keep doing different things exciting things and and motivating people to to get out of their comfort zone yeah and that's really what it comes down to for sure
1: now talk talk to me about building a team that are building you know the sales a sales organization because I mean, to go to from 40 to 400 and then eventually 4,000, right? You keep 10xing, which is pretty badass. But obviously, it takes, you know, a little more than just mindset, right? Mindset is probably the most important thing. But once you have the mindset, you got to take action. Yeah. So talk about, like, the, the steps required to actually build a team that big.
0: Well, number one, you have to be resourceful, man. You got to be able to figure out whatever problem, connect any connection that needs to be made. Right. And Mm -hmm. so I think that's, what's really helped us that no matter the situation, we can figure out and come up with the resources needed to make the next step. Mm -hmm. Right. And really focus on what people are, what their strengths are. Mm -hmm. A lot of times people want to be too critical of others and try to find your weaknesses. Mm. Right. And the way they try to figure someone out is like, okay, okay. They're good at this, but I'm trying to find their weaknesses, right? And then they find the weaknesses and then they pay more attention or focus more on, on those weaknesses or those flaws. Mm. It's like, what the hell are you going to do with those weaknesses and flaws besides right. point them out? Mm. What does what pointing them out get you? Mm-hmm. Oh, this guy, dude, he's always late. Oh, this dude, man, like... He he he's. Look at him. He can't even dress right. Like mm. you know, oh, dude, this this guy doesn't even know the information a hundred percent. And then people tend to focus on the negatives, mm. but then they don't realize, like, dude, this dude brings a great attitude. This dude has a big network. Mm-hmm. This guy is in great shape. Mm-hmm. What can I learn from this person? So I think that's what we're really good at. We find what what people are good at, mm-hmm. and we extract and edify that. Right. Right. Because why why focus on the negative shit? Right. right. And so I think that's what's really helped us it, and it becomes contagious and we just, uh, edification is a powerful word. Mm-hmm. Right? And I talked about how in my early years when the reason I got into a company is because the dude started edifying the shit out of me. Mm-hmm. I, I didn't know what to do. I never got those many compliments in my life. I was like confused. I'm like, dude, why, <laughs> why is this guy like, you know what I'm saying? Right, right, right. And so I try to duplicate that into other people because now it's like, Dude, when you edify people and you make people feel good, mm-hmm. that's what they remember, right? Like, dude, every time I'm around this dude, I, I feel like I gained something. I feel like I learned something. I feel like I got better. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so as long as you keep pouring those seeds, mm-hmm. you're gonna get growth. It's just it's just a natural thing, right? If you if you water the seeds, they're gonna grow. If you don't water it, right? if you don't fertilize it, you know, you're not gonna get the results. Right. And so I think we're just we're we're good at that. Like we don't we don't overdo it, right? I'm not talking about overdoing it. It's just like if you overwater a plant, it could drown too. Mm-hmm. Right. So if you're if you're just doing it just to fake it, just to, oh, I'm just gonna keep telling this guy he's so awesome, just so that he and you and you know those types too, that just overdo it and it's just like too much edification, too right. much. Right. So I think we're just we, we we know that that, you know, good, good uh medium point where it's like we we know where to be hard too. Like right. hey, we gotta call you out, bro. Right. Like, what happened here? right right all right dude i get it all right but then if it's always only edification and then there's no accountability then that doesn't work either so right. fertilizer fertilizers like the accountability the edification is like the water right, right? And, and then you watch it grow that's know? awesome and not every seed's going to grow even though you do it right not, right not every seed's going to grow you know right the, the birds are going to get some right you know? but it is what it is i mean for for the most part uh, we have a really good retention when it comes to our, our organization.
1: I love it, man. I love that story of, you know, just kind of like, um, you know, pointing out people's strengths, right. Cause we, pointing out their weaknesses is not going to do any good. And it kind of reminds me of, you know, an example of like, you know, this was a story that my dad told me when I was a kid, he's like, you draw a little dot on a piece of paper and then they point it out. It's like, what do you see? And it's like, Oh, I see the dot. It's like, Oh, what about the rest of the paper? That's all white. Mm-hmm. that's their you know that's their strength but you're pointing out that dot which is the weakness yeah and it's like dude that's not going to do you any good as opposed to the, you know using whatever strengths they have to that's your advantage right. and then right. and then collaborating with that
0: yeah i think albert einstein did that too right there's a story where he did like i don't know like 20 math equations and there was one that was wrong and the whole class was laughing like "Hey, oh right that one wrong yeah it's like you guys are tough critics you didn't point out all the other ones i got right right pointed out the one i got wrong so it's kind of the same concept there right and if albert einstein was teaching that concept that means you know we're on to something yeah you know so that's awesome now obviously
1: when you're going fast though because i could just imagine like you know you're you're just numbers 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 right and but if you grow too fast something can also fall down right yeah if you don't have a good foundation so is it your partnership with legacy that maybe because with operations or how are you making yeah. sure that the operations still run smoothly?
0: Yeah. Well, you got to have the right people, the right minds mm-hmm. that are operate operations oriented, right? Because right? sometimes salespeople, we tend to kind of put all that stuff in the back burner, right? Sometimes we can't even handle our own four or five clients, mm-hmm. right? Because we lose, we're unorganized at times, mm-hmm. right? So you can't run a company that way. You got to have people in place as we got project management onboarding department, you know, we have it. So, and legacy is very uh, hands on when it comes to operations. And Mm. so we have to have a staff outside of sales Mm -hmm. in order to keep sales where it needs to be so that people that are in the field can stay on the field. And even though they don't know what happens behind the scenes and the cost and everything that takes place, it still has to get done. Right. Right. And so that's, that's also like a big value point, because if, Somebody that works with us, they don't have to worry about that. They mm-hmm. can go do what they're best at. And sometimes people think, oh, I got to go do my own dealer. That's where success is at. And instead of working, essentially, we're like brokers. Instead of working with these brokers, let me go be my own broker. It's like, go go knock yourself out. Mm-hmm. right? Go knock yourself out. Now you got to go create that. But the worst part, now you got to go compete against this. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm right. saying? Duplicating this is not even the hard part although it is Mm -hmm. but competing against it is really the difficult part right so it's like why wouldn't you rather collaborate right because you can get a slightly higher percentage by not collaborating with us but now you bought yourself that extra money bought yourself competition which Mm -hmm. is us right so why you will never recruit somebody over me yeah ever yeah period i I love that it's
1: like you got if you can't beat them join them right yeah and it's like especially like you said there's all these this overhead costs that it takes to run a business right you got to have people to operate the business you got to have people that are you know making sure that that they're doing accounting i mean there's so much you know behind the scenes stuff that people don't see and if you're like you know what i just want that that higher like you said that higher commission split or i want more money it's like Good luck, man, because now you're going to have you're creating a lot more overhead for yourself well, as well. Like,
0: like Biggie Small said, right? More money, more problems. Yeah. You bought yourself more money, but now you're going to need money to take care of the problems. Mm-hmm. So did you really buy yourself more money? No, you buy yourself more stress. Right. And now you're the one that has to cover for that. Right. Now, are you going to 10x your company to make it worthwhile? Because mm-hmm. if you're not planning to do that, then you were better off. Right where you were at. Right. Because you got the support system. Right. And we, for the leaders in our company that have the recruiting ability, that have the team building skills, Mm -hmm. we help them build their organization. They don't have to just, you know, I've been part of companies. I've never got people just send my way. Mm -hmm. Never. Everybody that I got, I had to go prospect them, recruit them, and train them myself. Mm -hmm. Right. And so in this organization, we've been able to position a lot of people to re, to be in the receiving end mm-hmm. of, of quality talent that all they have to do is nurture them it's very different having to nurture somebody versus recruit them and train them then nurture like you skip the f- two steps right that are the hardest ones the nurturing part is the easier one right they're already here they're already willing to learn right right they're already willing and able right what, what did we do to get them there
2: mm-hmm.
1: right so uh, like as far as like, let's say, you know, you're, you're trying to get from 400 to 4,000 reps, but I mean, what, what is it that you're looking for there? Are you looking for anybody who just has the right mindset, who's hungry, willing to learn, or are you looking for someone that already kind of has a sales background and understands the industry or like, what, what, what is yeah. it that you're looking for? I mean, I
2: will,
0: essentially we're looking for all of that, all of that from, from people that are hungry, but are brand new, mm-hmm. uh, but the people that already have the experience right now, Mm-hmm. If you have that experience and you have maybe a small team of five, ten people, this is the perfect company because we can take you from five to ten people to 30, 40 people and help you duplicate that. And it's not going to feel like it's too much to to handle, too Mm. much to carry. Right. Because you're not alone anymore. Mm. Right. We have resources. We have people. Mm -hmm. We have a movement that now your vision fits within our vision. Mm -hmm. Right. So we're excited of bringing on, like, sub-dealers, right, mm-hmm. that, that could be their own dealer somewhere else, but they rather collaborate with us. Mm-hmm. Uh, as a matter of fact, there's a, a great team here from Central Valley. There's a couple teams, one from Fresno and another one here locally that are looking to do exactly what, it, what I'm just describing now mm-hmm. because instead of being where they're at as a, a dealer and having all the responsibilities they can work with us, and in a lot of cases, they don't even have to sacrifice pay mm-hmm. because of the negotiations we've been able to do. They can basically just say, okay, earn the same amount of money but work with you guys and get this col- this proximity and mm-hmm. collaborate versus competing against you guys. Mm-hmm. And the money stays the same. Right. Well, it just makes more sense to partner up with you guys. Right. Right. The only time it doesn't make sense if they have an ego problem. Mm. Like, oh, no, man, I I don't want to work under the real. I don't want to <laughs> be under these guys and make these guys, you know what I'm saying? Like, right. egos a, is a real problem. So a lot right. of the times, the only reason why somebody wouldn't want to collaborate with us, in my opinion, is because of the ego. That's mm. the only reason. Right. So, but but to answer your question, as far as new people that are getting involved in the industry brand new, mm-hmm. we're happy to work with them as well. Mm-hmm. You know, as long as they're coachable and they're wanting to, to work hard because... Uh, it's not rocket science, dude. <laughs> People can learn this pretty quick if right. they if they engage, if they uh, get submerged in the in the trainings and and ask the questions and get on the calls. And I mean, we have resources where we have the best of the best on every single morning. Like I was on the phone for an hour and a half with Michael Donald last night, one of the goats in Solar. He's mm-hmm. like, all your team should be on every single one of my calls mm-hmm. every morning at eight a.m. Pacific time. Right, every single morning and this dude spits fire like he starts out slow because he's tired like it's like eight in the morning and he's just like (laughs) yawning and shit like in the first five minutes yeah but once he gets going dude it's always some fire that he drops Mm. this i mean imagine if a brand new person right listens to that for 30 days in a row right versus the person that tries to figure it out on their own right and so those are the types of options and the proximity that we bring
1: right now yeah, you got to continue to feed your brain man because you got to rewire it to to win and if you don't if you don't have like that like you said that coaching or that mentorship that accountability it's going to be hard to win so absolutely uh, i think that's super important now you know obviously without giving away all your secrets there's so many different ways of like getting leads right um you can do door knocking you can do cold calls you could you know do marketing online digital advertising you obviously have a partnership with brad but yeah What's your number? What would you say is like the number one source of you actually getting leads to speak to? Because I think that's, you know, for salespeople, you know, that's like, all right, well, what leads do I have to, to try to close, right? So what, what is it that you I mean, guys it's provide? It's a
0: combination of pretty much everything you, you just mentioned. Mm-hmm. And it's really just mastering, finding your niche. Some people are really good on the phone. Some people don't have a face for radio or mm. have a face for radio, right? And <laughs> right. They're, but they're really good on the phone. Mm-hmm. And then some people are really good at the door face to face. So, it's figuring out your strengths. It's and, and don't give yourself a shot. You don't, you're the first time I ever knocked on doors, I didn't want to go out there. And I got four deals my first time ever in the same street mm. years back. Wow. And I'm like, okay, I guess I can do door to door, but I was against it. I, I thought it was, I'm like, shit, I, I like solar, but just not the door to door part. It's just like the first company I work for, I, I like what we're doing, just not speaking in front of people mm-hmm. I, I don't like that part ended up doing it and and that's what helped me be successful mm-hmm. i went and knocked doors even though i was like i don't want to do it mm-hmm. and then i was surprised i'm like dude i'm, I'm actually pretty good at this deal mm-hmm. i never knocked doors before right not even for freaking school fundraisers wow. none of that i didn't knocking doors to me was like on some girl scout cookie button, <laughs> you know uh door to door like right um jehovah witnesses you know type of deal like yeah. i didn't i didn't think that knocking doors meant that could lead to success right but the first time i went out there i kind of got hooked to it i'm just like this works right mm-hmm. so we're big on door-to-door blitzes the blitz model mm-hmm. where we get people from no matter where they're at we go to a location together we get airbnb hotel rooms whatever it takes mm-hmm. and then for 10 straight days we hyper focus on getting the job done mm-hmm. so even if you're new dude, you're going to go back home mm-hmm getting 10 months worth of experience in 10 days Mm. and, and making some money. Yeah. Right. So that's, I would say the, the number one way for somebody new, Mm -hmm. like figure a way of getting to a blitz and be extremely coachable. Mm -hmm. And just, just again, it's not what you say it's how often you do it Mm -hmm. because people are like, what do you say? What do you say to get people to say? Yes. Mm -hmm. It's like, you just got to do it a lot because then you'll run into yeses. Mm -hmm. It's not about turning, knows into yeses right. it's about finding the maybes and turning those into yeses right but you only find the maybes if you go through the numbers right and so there's no perfect pitch right no matter how good you are how great your posture is mm-hmm. and you have the perfect pitch most people are still going to say no right it's like baseball you're no matter how good the hitter is most of the time it's still going to be an out right at least 70 percent of the time right out. right but you only need to be successful 30 percent of the time in baseball you have a multi-million dollar contract right same thing in sales you you're not looking for the yeses Mm -hmm. right you're looking for the no's and the
1: more no's you get the more money you make right right and you get better too i mean like the the more people you speak to you get feedback right like oh man maybe i should have said something in a different way i should have said something like this and then you change your approach and then now you're better the second time that you knock on that door because You have a little bit more confidence too. I mean, all that kind of just compounds on itself. And it's the
0: consistency. And that's why the Blitzes work so well because day one might've not gone so well. Right. Guess what? There's day two, day three. By day three, everybody already has something on the board. So even if you don't, you look around the room and it's like, okay, so it's not not that, you know, there's no business out here. It's that I got to just keep working on my approach and then eventually you get it. But if you're doing it by yourself after day two or three, and then you find any excuse not to go back to the door. Right. And then two, three weeks later, you're like, oh man, I should go try knocking doors again. And it's like starting from scratch again. Right. Because whatever little momentum you had, you lost it. Mm-hmm. That, that little edge, the that the, the way now everything was rolling off just perfectly. Right. You lose it because you get rusty. Right. If you don't use it, you lose it. So that's what I would recommend for anybody that wants to get into this industry or is currently in the industry if they're not currently doing blitzes to definitely hit us up and be a part of our blitz even if you're still working for another company somewhere else but you take 10 days to work with us in a certain region mm-hmm. uh, i mean maybe your your manager or whatever will get a little hurt right <laughs> oh you're working with real over there you want to go Oh, you're leaving us to go work with real probably they'll probably end up leaving right right but what i'm saying is like give give it a shot come work with us for 10 days and you can go back home and work with whatever company you work with. Right. And if it's the right fit down the road, then maybe we can collaborate a hundred percent. Right. But yeah, I would I would definitely say that the blitz is the blitz model is is the way to go.
1: Yeah. It just kind of reminds me of like uh, you know, like just like football teams, right? They huddle and then they kind of just motivate each other. They, this is a game plan, this is what we're gonna go after. And if you don't huddle, I mean
0: they're professionals and they're still huddling. Yeah. It's like a a two a day, like the two a days and how week or whatever you want to call it. It's like treat it that way. Mm -hmm. And that's why the, that's when the coaches actually make the final cuts. Right. Who really wants it. Mm -hmm. Right. If you can't hang in two a days, you don't really need to be part of the team. Right. Right. And so that's where you separate the guys that just want to be, the cool kids, because they want to be part of the, they want to run out of the tunnel and feel all the, right. the energy and the and the Friday night lights and all that lifestyle, even if they're not really about it. Right. They just want the the hype of being a football player. Right. Well, if you can't get through hell, hell week, mm-hmm. and then you don't
1: deserve that. Right. Know? So yeah, you're not going to make it. It's
0: kind of the same concept, dude. If you can't go to a blitz and, and just be part of the team and go balls to the wall for that 10 day, 12 day blitz. hmm then you probably don't want it bad enough. You know, you probably should just go back to whatever J-O-B you're you're at currently. You right. I mean, so. Yeah. And that's where we, we're really seeing people thriving. People that were like average mm-hmm. are now becoming like, wow, like the blitz has brought that out of them. Mm. You know, so. Gotcha. Now, how
1: do you, is there like a certain quota or a certain training or is it just like kind of being surrounded by your network that actually, you know, gets them to that level? Or is it like, uh, more just, uh, or is it like, Hey, you're kind of on your own. Like what, what exactly like it, let's say yeah, you're, you're a newbie salesperson. You know, what, what can you expect? I, I
0: think it's the synergy that you, br- that you build around the rest of the team. Mm-hmm. I think that's what helps people the most. Mm. Uh, because it's tough to do anything on your own, dude. Right? It gets it gets repetitive. It gets boring. Mm-hmm. You start doubting yourself. Mm-hmm. And when you're around that environment, mm-hmm. uh, that that really, you know, you got your your. It's like a brotherhood, mm-hmm. right? So it's no longer it's like a, a a group of like mastermind solar rep professionals, right? It's, right. It's, it's different than than just being a, a solopreneur. Mm-hmm. Now you you have your team that if and and what we do at those blitzes. If you had a, a great day, mm-hmm. we want to hear about it. But mm-hmm. if you had a bad day, we want to hear about it too mm. so that we can get feedback from everybody to help you. And so now you're not alone, mm-hmm. right? It's like a, uh, I guess, like a counseling session. If you had a bad day right? and then you get all this feedback and then it's like, okay, cool, that's over. Now I get to take it to the next day, mm-hmm. you know, right? So I think it's just the the best way to to really jump full full like we have digital uh programs and trainings and all that mm-hmm. which a lot of people are good with that digital training and they train in their on their own at their house mm-hmm. and they get enough information to start closing business mm-hmm. but i don't think anything can can substitute uh participating with one of our blitzes because you're going to meet some of the best closers on the team, some Mm -hmm. of the best door knockers, some of the best marketers, because it doesn't mean like if you're into marketing and generating leads online, it doesn't mean you, you don't participate with things like, but get, get it from all the angles you can get it. Right. Right. Or if you're doing door to door, it doesn't mean you can't invest in marketing and getting online leads. Mm -hmm. So find the combinations that work for you. I mean, don't necessarily, you don't have to do everything, Mm -hmm. but you can do a combination of a few different ways, right? Like different, some people do radio and billboards. Mm-hmm. You don't have to do one or the other, mm-hmm. right? Uh, but at the end of the day, w- word of mouth is is the best, Just, right? Uh, closed mouths don't get fed, right? You know? And so the reason we knock doors is so that we can interact with humans mm-hmm. and have the opportunity to have that conversation. It's not the fact that it's not the love of knocking doors and walking around the street. Mm-hmm. It's the fact that we give ourselves a chance to interact with with a human being, right? And you make enough interactions. Again, most people are going to say no. Some people are renters. Some people don't have the credit for it, whatever the case might be. Right. But then you find that one person that's like, well, you know, put some numbers together and and, and that's all you want. Right. You get enough of those that day. Then the next day, chances are you're going to close one or two or three of those. Right. right? And it's just staying consistent. Not just uh, a lot of the mistakes people make. They'll get one or two and Mm -hmm. now they want to work on those one or two for the next week, two weeks, three weeks. Instead of going and generating more prospects, more prospects, and having a pipeline of at least 10 to 15 prospects at all times. Right. And then as soon as that prospect is either converted or it fell off, you got to replace it with another prospect. Mm-hmm. And always keep 10 to 15 in your prospect bucket. Yep. You got to keep your the, pipeline full. Exactly. That's the key right there. Yeah. You can't just... Oh, I got one person that's interested. Oh, this other person. Oh, I I, I got to close these guys and right. spend the rest of the week working on those two deals. Right. I think that's the biggest key from the top producers to the average producers to the low producers. Right. They grab. They grab one and they you know they've been working on this deal all week they've been work, working on this deal all month and oh man they're going to refer me all kinds of people mm-hmm. and then next thing you know that that deal doesn't even go through Right. you're like oh shit i got to go prospect again right and show me your prospect your pipeline oh, i don't have nothing right now right, right? Yeah, you always so got to
1: keep that keep that full prospect at all times
0: it has to be part of your daily activity
1: yeah 100% time. so i can see how like your team can you know obviously they have both you, Legacy, Brad, to to have them, you know, that they have the support system for them to succeed. But for those that are on top like you, how do you stay motivated? How do you? Because you know, obviously, we we have to deal with those kind of mental blocks too, you know. Right. So how do you? What what is it that pushes you forward?
0: Well, again, we're shooting to be the number one company in the world. So that that's a lot. There, mm-hmm. There's a lot to be motivated for. Just thinking of that mm-hmm. but then every new person motivates me because it's almost like it's a new project like I don't care how everybody everyone else in the company could be a millionaire but we got this new uh, person that just joined the team now my motivation for them to succeed it like re- just rejuvenates mm. like I'm starting brand new with them and I want to see them go go through the process of of being a badass solar pro mm-hmm. as well so that's what keeps us hungry to see you know new blood, Come up in in the ranks and, and and be one of the top producers. You know, and seeing new people. Uh, one of the things um, and on our call, I always go through the top five producers of of the previous week, mm-hmm. and it's constantly changing. It's almost as rare when it's like the same five people, the same one person on the top. Mm-hmm. It's constantly changing the top mm. five, so it's it's a good sign to see, and it's exciting. And sometimes it's brand new people. It's like mm. this person just got on board this month, and they're number two in the ranks oh wow and so that's what really uh, keeps me motivated to see the new blood and that we that this new person it's like Kobe Bryant like hey man you take a you should you know you're hurt take what about that one person that spent their money to come see me this one night Mm -hmm. and they didn't get to see me because Mm -hmm. I needed rest Right. right and so what keeps me motivated is that that The new blood, they don't know what we've done. They don't know how far we've come. They don't know, you know, we went from 40 to to 400. They don't care, Mm -hmm. right? What are you going to do today to impact them? Right. So that's a big motivational factor right there.
1: For sure. I think for me, that's kind of where it is too, because it's like there has to be something else besides like there has to be some kind of fulfillment, right? Because once Mm -hmm. you get to a certain amount of money, certain amount of revenue, it's like the money doesn't really matter anymore. Mm -hmm. It's just like, hey obviously it's nice to have more but that's not the driver anymore
0: yeah well once you start seeing money you realize it's 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 basically a game that got made up it's uh you know we live in a capitalist world and it's some paper that it's uh promissory notes and Mm -hmm. at the end of the day it's just a game it's like monopoly right Mm -hmm. and you can buy some nice shit but uh, eventually it's like how much more stuff can you buy uh how much you you know your house can get bigger sure you can get okay three car garage okay i want a four car garage Uh, i got two cars i want three cars and then four cars like eventually like what more material shit can you buy and it's like that can't be the the motivator to the drive it actually it becomes very superficial Mm -hmm. if if you catch yourself always just thinking about money 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 so for me it's like it's the championship it's winning again Mm -hmm. we're, we're we're in it to win it so it's it's not as uh for me, it's like we're in the season. Like there's no off season. Mm-hmm. If the the job done, no, right. it's not done. Uh, did you make money? Yeah, I made money. But well, whatever. Like you know what I mean? It's like professional athletes. They talk about the game. Mm-hmm. They don't talk about the money unless it's like contract season, right? Like you sign a contract right. or, or you're sitting down, you're not playing, you, you know, you're missing the the preseason games because you haven't signed the contract yet. And once the money conversation is over, you don't, they don't talk about it again. Right. Once the money is taken care of, you don't need to talk about it again. You talk about winning. Right. So we look at it the same way. Like we know the money's going to come in. We, we need to win though. Yeah, I don't care how much money Legacy, Brad, and I make. If we're not winning, if we're not number one, we're, we didn't do our job. And right. So it's like, uh, the money is nice, right? Everybody wants to make money. Everybody needs to make money. But the drive is in winning. And 100%. So it's, a, it's a whole nother level. Like, you, you wake up with, with that chip on your shoulder. Right. And I still remember, I'm still that, that Yuma kid that most people within the organization at the time... Didn't believe that we can do what we're doing now, mm-hmm. and now the drive is even if I have to make this shit up in my head is like they still don't believe. Mm. They still want. They're waiting for us to say okay. They plateaued. Mm. Okay, that's how far they went. Okay, cool. Good thing. Good thing they didn't separate that much from the pack. They mm. they, they had some success, but now they kind of evened out or fell off. Right. So to me, that's the chip on the shoulder. And then when we get to ten thousand reps, I'm going to be like, "Fuck, who's got ten thousand, a hundred thousand reps in the?" In the well, look up in the history of the world who's had 10 a sales reps in their company right and now that's the new that's the new uh, season and that's the new goal and that's the new trophy to go after for sure man so, it's like it's the love for the game
1: like you said man it's just yeah. the love for the game and I, I think what is so inspiring too is like and i kind of i even you know with my sales guy kind of even we use that it's like hey let's get the, the money out of the way so we can focus on what really matters which is solving your problem and the same thing with, you know, with solar is like, hey, this is if let's get this solar installed, let's get the money out of the way, let's figure out the finances. So that way, we can, you know, we can fix your problem of this huge P&E bill, yeah. bill or whatever it is, or save you yeah. money on taxes.
0: Absolutely. And I think the tax strategies is really what drives people right now, honestly. right? Honestly, you know, because the tax credit conversation became really relevant after the, you know, 30% federal tax credit was extended. Right. And so, yeah, I think more so than than the energy savings is the tax strategies around it and, you know, whether they have a home-based business and the system can be depreciated and things like that. So, you know, learning from you, man, you know, you, you learn the tax code very well. For, uh, and so the solar tax code is very relevant right now. So right. our clients can be your clients and vice versa. You know hundred percent.
1: I mean? Yeah. I think uh, it's funny. Cause I always tell my clients the taxes are just kind of incentives. Right. And so obviously Uh, They just passed the Inflation Reduction Act, which gives, you know, the the 30% solar tax credit for the next 10 years. Mm -hmm. So it's a huge opportunity for everyone in sales and solar sales to just crush it for the next 10 years. Because it's like, I mean, everyone's going to be motivated by that. You know, nobody wants to pay taxes. Like you say, it's one of the biggest drivers. Right. So it's like, what better way? Like for me, you know, I invested in solar both in my office building and my home building about two years ago because they hadn't passed this. So it was like, I want to, you know, make sure I get this credit. Yeah. And not only did I basically reduce my tax bill to zero by investing in solar, but now you know I, I invested in an electric vehicle. I have a Tesla, so with gas prices going up off up the roof, like okay. I don't have a gas bill, uh, I don't have a PG&E bill, I don't have a true up because I put, purchased enough solar panels. Yeah. I'm like. And everyone else is complaining about. Right. So I wasn't able to convince my wife, unfortunately, to go buy an electric car,
0: okay. but <laughs> it's coming. Yeah. When when, yeah. when they come out with a nice, you know, SUV that she likes, maybe right? She'll want. But uh, no, yeah, man, and you position yourself right for right. years to come, and it's going to be thousands and thousands of dollars that you're going to save that a lot of people are going to have to come out of pocket for, you know. And so, I mean, we're we're in the and we are right now in the good old days of solar. That's this, awesome. This is the best time to to be involved in this industry, and I think for the next decade, it's going to be a very solid industry. Especially with a in a down market when a lot of other industries are slowing down, right? Um, it's going to be a very popular option for a lot of people. Hundred realtors, realtors, that database that they have. When you know a couple of years back, realtors are doing really good. And the market's up. Anyone can be a realtor and make a lot of money because it's just that there was that much of a need. Mm-hmm. But now when things get tight is when you separate the the real experienced ones, the ones that really have, and a lot of them are more on the investor side now, and that's how they keep their, their doors open because right. uh, I mean, I've talked to brokers and they're like, man, we got to find ways to supplement these people's income or else they're going to have to go back to their old job because real estate's not playing, paying the bills right now. And then who knows how long we're going to be in that recession period. Mm-hmm. Right. And so, it's a great option for people who already have the database, who insurance, mortgages, title, uh, any anything that has to do with with dealing with homeowners. If you're in the business where you deal with homeowners, it could be a great collaboration to be part of of this industry, mm-hmm. right? And and if you, if now you're gonna miss out, like you're gonna miss out if you if somebody really sat down and did the numbers with you, you're missing out in a couple of six figure, you know, six figure income for sure, right? And it's, it's just the need for solar right now and where we're going in and, and, and the trends, like mm-hmm. people turn on the news and what do they talk about? Everything's getting more expensive, but mm-hmm. then they're also talking about, you know, all the government incentives mm-hmm. that they, that they're, and that's how the government works. At first they incentivize you to do something and then they punish you. Right. <laughs> and right. So when, when the federal tax credit has gone, right. Well, what's going to happen? I mean, the, the, grid it's not sustainable anymore Mm -hmm. you keep burning coal up in the air Mm -hmm. how sustainable is that right it's not that's why we're getting blackouts everywhere that's why they're telling you hey don't turn on your ac past this or from this time to this time and your peak hours and all that because they're trying to sustain that Mm -hmm. but it's unsustainable Mm -hmm. right so what's the answer well it's a win-win it's it's more economical Mm -hmm. it's environmental for the environment it's a big win for the even for for the grid, you know, mm-hmm. and anytime a, a electric pool falls down, and there's like six people with hard hats working on the same one project, and one guys in a truck over here, another guys in a truck over there, guess who pays for that? Mm-hmm. You pay for that, right? right. So it's it, yeah, you know, we're we're definitely separate, especially in California, we're separating ourselves from the cost of electricity to the cost of solar in there, and because. The opportunity comes in. The more people you help save money, the more mm. money you make. So in California it's easy to help people save money on the electric bills. So expensive it's easy. It's like it's like saying that you have the access of having a, a gas tank in your house for like two two forty nine right. a gallon. Mm-hmm. It's like, dude, I'm selling gas pumps for your house at two forty nine a gallon. Right. You want one? <laughs> well, how much is it gonna cost for me to install it? Nothing. You just start paying two forty nine in gas instead of six fifty nine. Mm-hmm or whatever it's at now, right? You know, yeah, I don't even look anymore. Right. (laughs) You know, so it's the same concept. Everybody would do it. And Mm -hmm. I tell people if the utility company right now were to call you and say, Hey, Joe, I know you're paying $300 a month right now on average. Uh, we're going to bring your bill down to $200 a month. All you got to do is loan us your roof. We're going to put solar panels at no cost to you. Do you want us to come today or tomorrow? Mm -hmm. You'll be like, shoot, what time is it? Come over today. Right? No, no questions asked, Mm -hmm. but People sometimes overcomplicate it and it's like, oh, I got to get a loan. I got to finance it. I get, dude, it's less mm-hmm. than what you're paying. How much is solar? Right. Less. Mm-hmm. It's, you know, so it's a simple concept. Now, the only thing you got to look at is who's, you got to work with the right company. Right. company that's going to answer the phone if mm-hmm. you have any issues. A company that uh, it's it's going to be around, you know, years later and that your product is not obsolete and next thing you know, you're just dealing with the problem. Right. Right. So and somebody that gave you a fair rate too cuz there's guys that you know they understand that the electric is here the solar's here and they can they can offer you that and make a good living with that but they want to make a better living mm. they want to they want to live off of your deal for the next 3 months mm. right? right and right. they sell it like they can save you all this but they just want to save you just a little bit mm. just so that they can make more money right and sometimes that's where you know things can go south and and the trust in the industry uh, go sideways because of situations like that. And the people gave them their trust and they took advantage of them. Right. Right. And then another solar guy comes in there and do they, they screwed you, man. I'm mm-hmm. sorry. I could have gave you a better deal. Mm-hmm. Right. And so then it's like, ah, oh, they're mad. And then the neighbor asks, and they're like, oh no, I don't get it, dude. I got screwed over because they, you know, now they, they think their experience is going to be like everybody else's, mm-hmm. but like everything, right? There's good cops. There's bad cops, right? You, know, you just got to be smart enough to work with the right company.
1: 100%. And it goes back to like that word of mouth that you were talking about earlier, which is the best, you know, source of, of leads, right? If you're not, if you're trying to rip people off just so you can make a bigger buck, it's like, dude, that actually costs you more money. Cause he was going to probably refer you three or four people. Exactly. You would have made yeah. more money. And then, you know, you just ended up kind of screwing yourself over. Yeah.
0: Yeah. A lot of people are short-sighted like that. You know, they don't, they don't look at it as a marathon. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of, uh, so I've been in solar before there was any money in it. Like mm-hmm. I, my first solar deals, I was making $300 a deal. Right. Wow. Now guys complain if they made $300 a kilowatt Wow. and then that could still made them $3,000. Mm-hmm. They're like, dude, I only made $3,000 off this deal. Mm-hmm. It's like come on, man. Like you (laughs) You spent 45 minutes talking to somebody. You used to have to work all month for that. Right. Be a little bit more grateful for it. And so, uh, it it is what it is. I have, I've had deals where I came, I didn't make any money off of it, but then they referred me to a few people that I made a lot of money off of. So Mm -hmm. it's just taking care of people is always going to work long-term. It might not be the best short-term and you might be, you know, like influenced by other people that are not necessarily doing it right. And they're sh- shining their big old checks of $12,000 off one client or whatever. Mm-hmm. And guess what? Next thing you know, these people end up getting into some sort of issue, uh, lawsuit or whatever, because they just kept pushing the issue, kept pushing the issue, mm-hmm. stretching the truth and getting money hungry. Mm-hmm. And then boom, they got to disappear. They got to freaking shut down their, their social media because people are looking for them. They got to, you know, and, they got to start all over somewhere else. Right. Mm. Meanwhile, it's like the turtle and the rabbit race. Right. Right. And so then you just say consistent, consistent, consistent. I feel like that's been our race, right? Like mm-hmm. we, we've never sacrificed, you know, ethics for money. Mm-hmm. And because some of the people who have might've looked like they got maybe further ahead for a little bit, mm-hmm. but I think like time will either promote you or expose you. Right. right? And so if you do things right, you're going to be the one that at the end of the day is going to be the the a major influencer in the market because you're doing things the right way and 100% the, and people are like oh you guys are out there on social media and all that I don't do all that social media stuff and this and that well they don't because they're scumbags they mm-hmm. don't want to be seen they don't want anybody to know where they're at or where they where they can find them mm-hmm. because they haven't done business that right the right way they're afraid of putting a solar post out there because then people are going to comment like, Hey man, you never came back and I was supposed to get 36 panels and you put 30 and you know what I mean? Yeah. And so they don't do any of that because they rather hide in the shadows.
1: Right.
3: We're
0: out there. Like, and if somebody has anything pending, call me, we'll fix it.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: You know,
0: so
1: that's awesome, man. And like you said, right now, like with the economy, the way it is, I mean, realtors, you know, I was starting to struggle with house prices going down, interest rates up the roof. It's like, solar i mean there's a huge opportunity and i think if someone has that sales background it's like you can bring those skills over to the solar industry and just
0: crush it oh man there's there's people that are in a position where with their database they can make a few hundred thousand bucks by christmas like like that you know Mm -hmm. because if you're in a position where people already trust your judgment Mm -hmm. and you can point them down the right direction where you're like look Event, you're going to do this eventually mm-hmm. even people that say they don't like it and, and they don't like it just because it's like a, a certain idea right in their head i don't like how they look mm-hmm. well have you seen how they can look in on your house have you seen a diagram of what it would look like for you mm-hmm. no but my sister has them and they're in the front of the house and on the side and it looks all patchy i don't like it okay mm-hmm. well let's look at your roof oh shit they would be in your backyard oh okay right so don't discard it because at the end of the day Unless you just, like, paying more and more and more for the same, uh, eventually, like, well, I tell people, you know where you're going to be paying five years from now? Like, nope. Well, I don't know either, but it's more than what you're paying now. Mm-hmm. What about 10 years from now? Do you know what you're going to be paying for electricity 10 years from now? Nope. Well, it's going to be more than you're going to be paying five years from now, and so on and so forth. Why not lock in a rate and, for the next 25, 30 years? Right. You know? And so... It's just to me. It's just common sense, right? It's one of those common sense things like uh, that. Eventually, everybody's going to just have to do it, man, because uh, they're going to keep looking at those electric bills, mm-hmm. and I mean they're they're not going to they're not going to like what they see, right? You know, so, so if somebody wants an opportunity in sales,
1: uh, like in real estate, you got to have your real estate license, and you know insurance, you got to have your insurance license. What what do you, what do you need in in so solar in
0: California? You need your HIS license. Okay, that's it. And then there's different programs like Sunrun. There's there, you got to get certified through them, and so it's you know a simple digital platform that you go through and you go through the modules and you get a certificate at the end. So there's different types of little certifications for s- certain uh, specialty programs, mm-hmm. but uh, outside of that, there's not a licensing process like real estate, mm-hmm. uh, you know. And so it it's one of those industries that literally anybody can get into. Mm-hmm. Doesn't mean you're going to be good at it, but anybody can get into it, mm-hmm. and you can be good at it if you put in the time but it's not like real estate where you have to spend a few thousand dollars just to even get started right right? because you got to pay for the classes the tests the books all the coffee to stay up to study you know (laughs) and then you got to go uh pay when whenever you got to retake the test or whatnot you got to pay for that and so yeah you're at least a few thousand dollars in real estate just to get started and then you start paying you know, fees or whatever to this brokerage or, whatever the case. So you got to buy your cards and you got to buy your, your all your signs and all that. So in real estate, you you can be a few thousand dollars into it before you even make a, your first deal. Right. And so in solar, you can make a few thousand dollars before you even know what the hell's going on. Wow. Just because you know a neighbor that has a high electric bill, and right? You, and you introduce them to us. Mm. I mean, that's, I, that's a industry right now that that if you're Considering like a change or something to capitalize in or you need to make a change because the industry that you were in is no longer paying you what it was or the opportunity is is kind of slowed down for you and it's limited, you have to at least give yourself a chance to take a look at it. 100%. That's awesome, man! And, and there's a huge opportunity in,
1: t- in in solar, and you guys are obviously building teams nationwide. One in Bakersfield, too, which yep. is you know why you're here, which is awesome, man! I'm super excited for the opportunity, not only for you guys but your entire organization, which is super exciting, man! i I think if I wasn't a tax guy, I'd be
0: on your sales team right now. But well, well <laughs> you don't. You don't. The good thing is that um, we don't. We need more people with your expertise because uh, again, like sometimes we we think about you know, different things we can do to impact and like sales coaching and everything. sometimes I think like, we, you know what, we don't need another sales coach. There's enough sales content out there. Mm -hmm. And so it's kind of like my point of view. we don't necessarily need more salespeople because more salespeople are going to come. Right. But the, the biggest challenge for salespeople sometimes is explaining the tax credit because technically we're not legally like we got to say, Hey, talk to your CPA about it. But, we can at least break it down to give them you know the the information but right. then we always tell them verify this information to, with your CPA cuz we're not CPA we can't give you tax advice right right so it's really a, a strong position that you're in that because you can you could be a bigger influencer in the solar space than some of the top sales guys mm-hmm. because as a solar person if i already know how to sell mm-hmm. well there's only so much like i can keep going back to this trainer that talks about solar training and solar sales but if i already know that information then there's only so much influence that that person is going to have on me right but when you're talking taxes which is one of the biggest topics in solar Mm -hmm. is one of the biggest areas where there's room for error Mm -hmm. there's room for misrepresentation there's room for people not really so am i gonna get a check in the mail or am i not Mm-hmm. do i qualify for it or i don't should i get a lease then instead or should i purchase it mm-hmm. you see what i'm saying right is it going to come out in my income to debt ratio or is it not mm-hmm. right then that, it's a big area of opportunity right now that that concept because of the tax credit extension everybody started talking about the taxes right mm-hmm. can, can it be rolled over to next year how many years can i roll it is it infinity like can i roll it over until you know 10 years later is it five years is it you know, so all these questions that that solar professionals have, it, it would make it a lot easier for somebody that has those answers that and is qualified to talk about it, right? Because I can't go that deep into the federal tax credit and give tax advice because I'm not a CPA, mm-hmm. right? But you can, right? right? So that impacts the solar a community direct directly and it influences so right well, well, well we can talk bro we can we have a conversation you know cool, man see what what we can uh collaborate on you for know? sure i think that this definitely there's there's um cpas like in, out of texas specifically there's a couple that just come to mind that are like heavily getting heavily involved in the solar industry and they're building teams everywhere and all they're doing is educating them on the taxes wow because the coaching on selling solar is all they can find it everywhere. They can go to YouTube and, and right. even some of the tax strategies. But it's it's different when you have someone hands on that you can work with, right. That can educate you in and probably the most important topic of the solar conversation. It, it's the tax credit. Right. Because the savings, the panels, the inverters, all this other stuff. Right. It's it's basic. And then but the tax is where it gets like Sometimes people don't don't even want to get into it because it's they're they're literally liable for giving tax advice that they shouldn't be. Right, right. So definitely a, a play there with um, your expertise and what we do for sure.
1: For sure, man. There's a huge opportunity there as well. So again, it goes back to relationships and collaboration. So looking forward to that conversation. But I think um, again, there's so many variables, like you said, in the tax code, and and that's probably why you know so many people like in solar can't really give that advice because it's like, well, I understand the basics, but. Yeah. In your particular situation, I don't know if it's going to apply or not. You know, you got to right, talk to your right. tax guy.
0: And then it's all uh, the strategy, right? Again, right now, solar or people are going solar a lot of the times for the strategy, not so much because of the savings. Mm-hmm. So, for example, as a real estate investor, say I buy a property, right? Mm-hmm. I put solar on it. I max it out, dude. I, I, can, I get a $150,000 loan for solar, mm-hmm. but it, it's also going to come with a new roof. It's going to come with a new AC. It's going to come with new windows new insulation, tankless water heater, you know what? And and I just, I make it a smart home with alarm system, everything. And I completely remodel that house. Mm-hmm. I get a 30% tax credit on that. I didn't have to come out of pocket, now one penny. Mm-hmm. And on top of that, now when I rent out this remodeled home, that's energy efficient, I pass on the bill to the renter. Mm-hmm. And so now I, I was able to buy this house, and instead of investing my money into it, mm-hmm. I was able to just get a, a long-term, low-interest rate loan mm-hmm. that is very hard to find for for any upgrades, right? For any home improvements are usually short-term, high-interest rate. Mm-hmm. Well, the loan is a for solar is long-term, low-interest rate, mm. and so then I can just add it to the rent and have them pay for it, and I got the tax credit out of it, right? And got to remodel my my rental property, right, with somebody else's money that somebody else is going to pay for it, right. So it's a great strategy for even real estate investors that are flipping homes or you know or or buying and, and, and holding and renting long term or even uh, renting them on Airbnb, mm-hmm. right. Let the tenants pay for you for that bill and you keep the tax credit.
1: Yeah, hundred percent. Not only is it free, it's going to give you some money.
0: And then the equity that after you remodel the house, you <laughs> appraise it and it's going to get equity, right. And so now it's a win-win and you can take that equity and pay for the solar if you want. Like, is there just so many place with it?
1: Right. So. That's awesome, man. I'm, I'm super excited. So there's, again, there's endless amount of opportunity, both in the tax law and as a sales, as a sales guy. I mean, just, it's
0: crazy. I'm excited, man. Well, I'll leave you with this. Uh, December 9th and 10, we're having a big event in, uh, Las Vegas, Nevada. It's going to be our solar awards, and we're going to bring some pretty heavy hitters around the industry. It's going to be a, a dress to Impress type of uh, event. Brad and company, friend, like you just never know who might show up. Mm-hmm. And so if you want to put that in your calendar, we'd love to have you out there, man.
1: Awesome, be, man. Great. I'm excited, man. So... so- for any of my listeners that I want to get a hold of Caesar, you can find him on Instagram under at the real Caesar D. Uh, man, it's been a pleasure having you on. Any yeah. final words, Caesar?
0: Uh, just it was it was long overdue, man. I know uh, we've uh, been wanting to get together and uh, finally made my made my way out to Bakersfield. For uh, this is my first time here. I've never been to Bakersfield. Really? I've been all over California, never been to Bakersfield. Oh wow. Yeah, I mean the the coast trip usually is from like L.A. to like you know the the the. What, what is the golden highway like right pacific highway whatever the highway one yeah highway one I, I, I even though it's longer that's the road i take when i go up mm, north gotcha. just because i like the scenery right so i i normally stay away from like you know the inland area gotcha and so yeah the, all the central valley like fresno all this area like it's new to me even mm. though you know all my life i've kind of been around california just it's always been on the on the coast yeah so i'm just like excited of, of uh being in a new territory for me yeah. and to connecting with people that are from here. Right. And I think we're going to do some, some special, the more I learn about this market, I, I think we're going to have uh, probably some of our biggest teams out of the central Valley from Fresno to Bakersfield. So for excited, sure. Excited to be here.
1: Excited, man. Super, super, super exciting. So yeah, hit up Caesar. If you're, if you're interested in either buying solar for yourself, or if you maybe just want to be part of his sales team, I mean, or if you need some tax advice, you can hit me up as well. But Caesar, thanks again for being on the show. Appreciate you, man.